0: Hello and welcome to episode 60 of Must See Matches, potentially the most redundant episode of The Run so far, because I imagine lots of people are talking about this match this week. I am Cactus Kieran Lefort, joined as always by the maestro of Musty Matches, the dude everybody loves, Mark Buckley. Mark, how's it going?
1: I'm good. I knew you were going to go with dude love. I, knew, I just knew it, mate.
0: I've
1: got, I've got the dancing skills of a dude love.
0: <laughs> and the shirt, I can see it from here. Uh, well, you're, you're dude love for a very specific reason. Because hurtling at us from a great height propelled by a giant goth, it's our guest this week, <laughs> Matty Edwards. Matty, how's it going? It's been forever since we've had you on here. Well, you've
2: just it, it informed me it's been six months. I cannot mm. believe that. No, me neither. Oh, where does the time go? Honest to God.
0: Goes too quick. Ridiculous. Way too quick. Yeah, you got married since we last spoke to you. Yeah, yeah, just
2: just a few things have happened. yeah have married life. You all right? It's fine. It is. It's fine. Not unchanged, really. You know what I mean? But it's just just uh, a bit more official. That's it. That's literally it, (laughs) Keenan.
0: All right. So, uh, as you may have guessed, the match we're here to talk about today is uh, Mankind versus The Undertaker. Hell in the Cell. Or Hell in a Cell. They vary between definite and indefinite article. King of the Ring, 1998, which I think was June the 28th, 1998. I should know this. Yeah. Yes damn right yeah so it's uh, 25 years
2: uh, once again where's the time gone boys well, yeah. I can remember mm. you know we well, sure we'll go into it, but I can remember watching this taped you know I've got it taped for me obviously because mm. I was what 12 so I was called going yeah. to school the next day and I watched it afterwards and my mind was just blown it was
1: 25 years I can also remember the first time I watched this was it this because it was week? Saturday fuck's sake Mark no, mate, no I, you know what oh, all <laughs>
2: I knew it. I already watched it then, because obviously I've seen it a million times, but I've just watched it to be so fresh, literally, before we recorded. And I Mm. was thinking all the way through this, please, Mark, you've obviously
1: seen the bumps. (laughs) Surely you've seen the bumps.
2: I've seen the bumps.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mate, there's people that have lived in a cave for 25 years that have seen the bumps.
2: (laughs) Yeah. i (laughs) was going to say, at least you've seen them. But the match in full was just the first time, genuinely.
0: Wow.
2: Oh, I love it outrageous
0: yeah i mean i see the stats we've got listeners younger than this match yeah <laughs> i am very much oh, no. not younger than this match <laughs> i was uh so this happened a month before i turned 19 uh right. and massive wrestling fan obviously um uh but i didn't get to see it live i didn't get to see it taped soon after i read about it in power slam and then the day the VHS came out, I went and bought it, um, oh, no. and I must have watched it over and over and over. Um, I seem to recall the show is it, the show itself is pretty decent. Like so, the the main yeah. event is Kane and Austin first blood, and then the final of King of the Ring is Shamrock and Rock, the Rock, Yeah, the rock. yeah. yeah. and I seem to recall yeah. like that's a pretty decent match as well. And, and it's and got some, your favourite
1: like, yeah. version of the Midnight Express in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, bodacious Bob and bombastic Bart. <laughs> There's um, an uh,
1: Owen Art and an X
2: Pac match on this as well. Um, I think there might be. That's
0: decent. Mm. De- is, yeah. De- yeah. It,
2: it's the infamous though where the um, the Kings' the referee for too much versus Al Snow and head. head, and he puts a bottle of head and shoulders, doesn't he? On head to pin him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. Ruse <laughs> two a T. That one. Yes, Mark. That was that was a real non DDT <laughs> <Yeah>. finish. <laughs> I mean, it's Vince Russo.
1: I, I have yes. seen my fair share of WCW Vince Russo on the bits that they deemed worthy of worldwide. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so I know the answer from Mark is going to be no, but like Matty, do you remember any of the build-up for this?
2: Yeah, well, it was pretty much what I remember obviously at, at the time and looking back, it's um this is where like, Austin beats Dude Love the month before, doesn't he? Yeah. And then Vince is um you know giving it all that you let me down and stuff like that and if he fires dude love doesn't he mm. and by the end of the show i think he comes back as mankind just randomly yeah. comes back down so it's very quick Very, he, he, he flip over the characters very quick like yeah and-
0: pretty much pretty much um i as usual watch the month of raw uh leading into this um that is uh essentially the opening 20 minutes of this show is the is the the firing of dude love um yeah, There is a Chicago street fight outside on the loading ramp, which is DOA versus LOD 2000, who are just LOD, and Droz. Uh, I wrote, this is six idiots whacking each other with metal shit while Sunny screams a lot. Uh, commentators can't decide if Darren Drozdoff is called Droz or Puke. Um, and then a large man appears in a shitty black tracksuit and sunglasses. It's The Undertaker looking like he's just back from a nip up the shops to grab a pint of milk. Um, (laughs) it's it's hilarious he beats up Brian Lee and dumps him on this trolley thing which promptly rolls down the ramp picking up speed and almost wipes out Sonny the ref and the cameraman (laughs) Um, they go to ad break and come back and apparently the match is over they just don't tell us who won or if anybody won and go to a different match in the ring Um, there's Vince Undertaker does a promo in the ring and there's Vince uh, Russo's fingerprints all over it I love this interview, though, Kieran. I love this interview. Really? <laughs> I know the one. Because he's in his City track suit. So he's definitely Mark Calloway and not doing the Undertaker voice.
2: hundred percent,
0: yeah. And he's complaining about how... Um, he like, stuck around, hasn't he? Yeah, like he, he stuck, stuck around. around.
2: And everyone's got off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, you know, Vince wouldn't give him a shot of the title. He was... He was there to fight off every giant and freak that the champions couldn't beat, that kind of thing. Um, You know, uh, he says he was forced to fight his own brother. Paul Bearer was given open forum to spill the family tea, all for ratings, but he still stayed loyal. Um, It ends up with him demanding a title shot. And then Vince comes out after some rambling and insults and says the winner of Undertaker's match tonight will become the number one contender and his opponent will be Kane. What else do we get on here? Anything good? Uh, A weird moment when Mark Henry comes out to The Rock's music to fight Terry Funk, who comes out to Cactus Jack's music. That just fucked with my head when that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And the main event is Undertaker versus uh, Kane with both Vince and Stone Cold on commentary, um, who actually, like when Jim Ross and the King aren't talking, Vince and Austin make a really good commentary duo. (laughs) Yeah. The crowd are nuts for this match. Just insane all the way through it. I mean, it's, it's punchy, kicky, choke, slammy. It's clear they haven't planned the damn thing, and it's just we'll just go out there and punch each other until we're told to go home.
2: I just didn't need to do nothing, though. I said no. the fans are there. They literally could have just yeah. stood there. I remember this being a big main event, and it's the first time Kane beats The, uh, the Undertaker, isn't it, as well? Uh,
0: if you say so, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. No, I it did, is. It is. <laughs> I did note that uh, Undertaker hits a chokeslam on Kane that looked incredible given how big Kane is. So Undertaker hits the to- tombstone and gets the visual pin. Foley runs down, now in the mankind tights and mask, mm. uh, but still with the shirt on from the opening segment. So idiots can tell it's the same person. uh He distracts Undertaker and lets uh, uh, Kane hit his tombstone and wins. Uh, everybody brawls and Vince says, Hmm, Foley is showing me some guts. I may reconsider firing him when we go off the air. Uh, next week is terrible. Uh June the eighth. Uh, <laughs> Undertaker basically just interrupts the end of three matches uh and chokeslams all participants. Um he beats up uh Sergeant Slaughter backstage. Uh Sarge, unfortunately was not in the loafers this time round. I know we well, were a big uh, fan of up, those we, last we time.
2: Get <laughs> uh,
0: there was a good match on this show. Actually, Owen Hart versus Two Cold Scorpio had a good wrestling match with some actual moves, and I was just like, "Oh God, Scorpio was so far ahead of his time." Oh, he was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, and big as well. Like he's mm. huge yeah, oh, yeah. to do the kind of stuff he's doing, but that's really oh, hi, never yeah. mentioned. Um, so yeah, like there is no um, Foley on that show at all. June the 15th opens with, why is the cell hanging over the war zone? We'll find out tonight on Raw. A lot of this stuff was, I don't know if hard to follow is quite right, but it kind of veers away from the story we're trying to follow because it's intermingled with the Kane and Austin stuff at the same time. So yep. very often yep. you'll get Kane and Mankind in a segment and you'll get Taker and Austin in a segment. And then that all I mean—that all kind of comes together in the, the main event of King of the Rings because we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Anyhow, um, Paul Bearer challenges Undertaker and Austin to the first ever tag team match in Hell in a Cell for the main event. I did note that all throughout that, Undertaker just looks like he's trying to hold in a killer fart. He's pulling the weirdest (laughs) face. (laughs) Um, For some reason, there is a tag team Royal Rumble, uh, which Kane and Mankind win uh, over... LOD, Newman Express, Headbangers, the, the Harris Nazis, Golgar and Kurgan, Too Much, Farouk and Steve Blackman, which is a fucking weird tag team, <laughs> uh, Takamichi Noku and Bradshaw, and I guess they were playing off the off them being Funks, Terry Funk, and no longer called Flash Funk, Too Cold Scorpio. <laughs> it does contain the weird vigil of, it, just at the back of the shot, you can see uh, Takamichi Noku fighting with Mick Foley. That's got to be the only <laughs> time that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, essentially, Kane eliminates everybody. Uh, so they are now uh, uh, finishing off with like Terry and Flash Funk. Uh, so Kane and Mankind are now number one contenders to the tag team title as well. Because why not involve everything in the same story? Uh, after an ad break, Kane uh, is still in the ring. Foley recites a poem uh, and the heels are sceptical as if the baby faces will even show up. Glass shatters, massive pop. Austin comes out he gets down to ringside undertaker's don goes off uh <laughs> giant pop uh no undertaker they do this twice so mankind and kane leave the cell to go and brawl with austin and bearer looks very very pleased with himself as he locks himself inside the cage for his own safety until the undertaker comes up through the canvas and beats the piss out of
2: him
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah he gets like bearer gets mauled uh, Austin batters uh, Mankind up the ramp. Kane goes onto the roof to try and smash his... Can't get the door off, although he managed it on the cage last year. I don't know what's changed. Perhaps his diet is different. He's not lifting <laughs> he's as been, much.
2: He's been worn down now, Kevin. He's had matches. He's been worn down. His power bar's gone down.
0: It's all that lifting and dropping his arms every night to set, turn the, <laughs> set the pyro off. Um... Uh Percy gets his blade out and slices the top of his head off. Uh Ross offhandedly says that it's going to be Mankind versus Undertaker at King of the Ring. Uh, two weeks to go, and this is the first mention of that match happening. Yep. Uh the roof comes off the building as Austin climbs the cage to fight Kane and we go off the air as they brawl. Um that is one of the vi- I think it got used in a couple of like the big video packages, but like that is a visual I always remember. Like yeah. Austin oh, yeah. striding across the roof of the cell to go after Kane. Great, shot, yeah, like but from te- the crane.
2: technically as well. Being if it's a trivia question, that's the second hell in the cell match. People think it's the one we're going to talk about, yeah. isn't it? That's a good trivia question, yeah. Like. I know
0: it doesn't have a finish, though. Yeah, I don't even no, know if doesn't. the bell rings, it's just a yeah. fight.
1: <laughs> what? Something involving Vince Russo that doesn't have a finish,
0: <laughs> so. June 22nd Raw recap the main event segment uh for the second week in a row because it was taped in the same building just a little bit afterwards the hell uh, the cell is hanging over the ring um Vince is out introduces Kane cuts the promo for him challenging Stone Cold on Kane's behalf to legitimately the WWF's first ever first blood match yep uh he hands it over to he hands over to Kane and the voice box gimmick to speak for the very first time uh, and it is famously, if I do not win that title, I will set myself on fire, thereby giving away the finish of the main event on the go-home show. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> imagine I was glad you were
2: doing the I was going to ask you there, Keenan. <laughs>
0: <to do it. laughs> imagine if he'd actually accidentally cut himself in that match. Fins mm. will have to give uh, refunds. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, so... We get clips of uh, Undertaker versus Sean Hell Cell and Mankind doing nutty shit, including a fabulous bump that gets forgotten. It's from one of his previous matches with Undertaker. I think it's on one of the In Your Houses where he gets kicked off the apron and kind of twists over as he goes through the announcer's table, which means he goes through it head first and punches first, a massive yeah. hole in it. Yeah, <sighs> Tremendous. that's Revenge
2: of the, bench, the classic.
0: That's it. I think that's also got, that's the same show that's got the Brett Austin rematch on it from WrestleMania. I've forgotten. i forgotten yeah. match that. Yeah. Uh, we've been live via satellite all night at Paul Bearer's house. Uh, and after Kane beats yeah. Road Dog, uh, Undertaker breaks in and beats him up with some very weak punches and then falls over onto the sofa trying to chuck a cupboard on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, side note, the debut of Edge is on this show. Yeah. 25
2: uh, years of seeing that doing the rounds on yeah. the, the social media today.
0: Yeah. He accidentally beats Jose Estrada very quickly by count out after crushing him with a flip tope. His thigh hits Estrada right in the top of his head so hard it causes it to involuntarily bubble like Delo Brown's. It's really horrible when they showed the slow motions.
2: I was just kidding. It ended as well, wasn't it? Off that? I'm sure it was. Yeah. Oh, I'm really? sure he left tire, Broke his wow. neck. Yeah,
0: yeah. That doesn't surprise
1: Jesus.
0: me. Yeah. Um, Uh, In the locker room, Mankind is trying to quell Kane's rage as he's destroying the place. Uh, He's very unhappy about Taker beating up Paul Bearer and he's using the voice box to scream. But on the VHS rip I was watching, it looks and sounds like he's angrily trimming his beard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So back from an ad break, Mankind sits in the ring, cutting the promo as the cell comes down and uh, Lawler and Ross just talk all over him. Um, he talks about forgiveness between enemies and he says he hoped maybe one day he and Undertaker would meet on their old battlefields like a boiler room in Cleveland or Madison Square Garden and they'd shake hands and reminisce about the times they tried to kill each other. But now he's broken into Uncle Paul's house and attacked him. He has a new vision. Mankind's last act on earth will be him urinating on Undertaker's grave. He calls Taker a coward uh, for attacking a defenceless wrestler and says he has every right to have him arrested but he'd rather keep it in the family and put him behind the hell in the cell bars himself he also says he yeah, has a surprise that nobody will soon forget um and I thought it was one thing but it actually turns out to be something else in this match I thought it was uh suggesting that he'd already thought up the insane bumps and that was his surprise apparently uh, doing a bit of reading today, apparently that wasn't it
1: oh is it the <laughs> are you letting the cat out of the bag early what
0: well, uh, which cat which bag? The
1: the bag of thumbtacks.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> the bag of thumbcats, yes. Uh, the quote-unquote main event of the show is Mankind versus Billy Gunn. Uh, I did enjoy some guy yelling at Foley, go on, stick your fingers in his mouth. And I'm like, whatever gets you off, brother. Uh, the famous is still called The Rocker Dropper, but Billy Gunn's tights already say Mr. Ass. Uh, Mankind was at the mandible claw, and then the cameras follow him back to the locker room, but Kane is nowhere to be seen. Uh, and then... To round it all out, why not? Uh, Austin accepts Kane's stipulation for the match at King of the Ring, and Kane comes out on the stage, and Brood slash Vampiro viscous red liquid baths him because we're not allowed to say blood, uh, and tells him on Sunday the blood on him will be for real.
2: But Austin came to today, set off that in that white uh, yes. baseball jersey just to sell the effect of the blood. Yeah, obviously. and I
0: think is that like that shot has been used like in loads and loads of video packages as though he was actually bleeding.
2: Yeah. 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 Ah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So the match only gets mentioned for the first time two weeks before the show, and they only really add the Hell in a Cell stip on the go-home show. Like, there was very little thought went into this. So – that's the that's the on-screen story. The backstage story is that uh, it was originally going to be Foley as Mankind versus Austin in the cell off the back of the dude love Austin match uh, over the edge of the oh, previous okay. month because oh, okay. that's the match where um they uh, Vince stacks the deck against uh, uh Austin. So he mm. is the referee, Pat Patterson is the ring announcer, Briscoe is the timekeeper and it's the the old trope of changing the rules every time the heel loses. So when he's about to get disqualified, uh, the referee has ruled that this match is now no disqualification. He's about to get counted out. Yeah. Oh, it's now false count anywhere. And that kind of thing. Although I think it does end in a disqualification, that match officially. Um,
2: no, I think Austin Austin uses, can you Austin uses Vince's right. hand. Yeah, and, and counts the three. Yeah,
0: I, yeah I, that's right. I remember seeing a still of it um, this week on Twitter, uh, uh, Foley belts Vince in the head with a chair shot, and Vince, oh, instead yeah. of ducking his head, looks up Ooh, and yeah. takes it a, like directly on the forehead. <laughs> yeah, it's the chair. It's the chair equivalent of fucking up the Styles Clash. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was got out of hand, and so he was supposed to come back, ditch Dude Love, come back as mankind, and then get the match in the cell. So all of that stuff couldn't happen. But the call was kind of made that another Foley versus Austin match wouldn't be a big enough draw. So they did Kane, Austin, first blood, and shifted Foley into the cell with Taker instead. Knowing that Undertaker, now the story differs. He either has bone chips in his ankle or a broken foot, possibly both. Uh, And Foley knows this, and he knows his own heat is kind of on the wane, and he's worried that this match was essentially going to suck especially after the Undertaker-Shawn cell match from the previous year had pretty much been match of the year across the board. I mean, we talked about it on this show, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so he and Ter- Foley and Terry Funk drop by Titan Towers and decide to watch that first cell match. And Foley's all, I'm no Shawn Michaels. No, there's nothing I can do that's going to make this as good as the first. And Funk jokingly goes, maybe you should just let him throw you off the top of the thing. So they have a good laugh <laughs> about this and come up with loads more ridiculous spots. And then Foley says he looked funk dead in the eye and went, you know what? I think I can do it.
2: Famous last words. Funk. Jesus. <laughs> he
0: apparently tried to talk Undertaker into it for days, telling him if they do one crazy thing at the beginning, people will forget the rest and think they've seen a good match.
1: Okay.
0: So, the match.
1: Now, I didn't, I didn't know about the the taker bone chips and the injury going into this.
0: Yeah. There, I think there are points in the match where you can see him limping about, particularly after he drops down through, he's very ginger getting, yeah. climbing down one side. And then later on, when he drops through the hole onto the mat, you can see he tries That's when to he land. He does it improperly as well. He, try, yeah. he tries to land on one foot, but look like he's not and mm-hmm. ends up kind of hopping and hobbling for a second. But anyhow, yeah. um, As you kind of alluded to, Matty, it starts with JR saying, we've only ever seen one Hell in a Cell match. I'm like, which one's that? Is that the two minutes from Raw or is that the match of the year from last year? (laughs) (laughs) The director, for some reason, chooses to zoom in on an Austin Kane first blood sign, which is being held up by a man who looks exactly like Tobias Fionka (laughs) from uh, Arrested Development. (laughs) I was
1: was tempted to reference that and decided no. And
0: you've gone... (laughs) I've, I've, I I rewound it a couple of times because I'm like this man looks exactly like David Cross. He was born Mick Foley on Long Island, New York. His manifestations as Do Love and Cactus Jack are infamous, but none are more deranged than mankind. This is one of Jim Ross's best nights on the microphone.
2: Hundred mm. percent, I've got that down, Keirin. Say what you want about him in the years, but this is him with very best.
0: Unfortunately, he is saddled with Lawler, who's at point is not quite taking this as seriously as it should be taken, I think, and kind of defaults, defaults to not quite a comedian, but he's still, like, screaming and reacting in a very kind of odd way. Like, he's not, like, Jim Ross is giving this all the gravitas and Lawler's just not wired that way.
1: There's one moment where I think Lawler does a good job in a very subtle way, and mm. by that I mean... He, I think he actually breaks character.
0: Yeah, I think so too. We will get to that. So enter Mankind, chair in hand, uh, and he tests the cell. So he's pulling at the door and the mesh, and he walks inside briefly and then opts to go out again, throws his chair up onto the roof, thankfully does it in one go, and then climbs up. Uh, Undertaker enters, he has three pairs of pyro pots that completely white out the camera and clearly make the cameraman jump when they go off. And I guess anybody who was looking at them was just permanently blinded. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're right next to
2: him as well, though. I know, this. You.
0: So close, really? <laughs> Don't forget, like, 20 years later, he was set on fire by his own pyro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remarkable to the one tree. Yeah. Um, so Undertaker takes off the big goth coat and heads up to join Foley. Uh, They brawl from one side to the other, including stepping on one section where all the cable ties holding it together break. It's no
2: scary. That is scary. That even I've seen it thousands of times and Mm. it still gets me that
0: horrible.
1: Yeah, and you can Um, see them both grab hold or try to stand on one of the the struts just to try and, yeah, oh, and they cling on to one another
2: as well like they grab Mm. each other i know they're they're like locking up to like move about but they literally like both (laughs) with each other it's
1: yeah Um, i mean even from a cafe perspective you would do that yeah yeah yeah
0: it's really funny now but to me this thing looks as rickety as the cage that tully blanchard and magnum ta fought in if you compare it to the modern cell which is all kind of like After you scrape the red paint off the stupid thing, but like that is like clearly very structurally sound. Reinforced to the hills. Yeah. 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 And I remember at the time thinking the cell looked like a solid structure, but watching this back now, it looks so cheap and thin.
1: The number of (laughs) times, not even that bit, but just like you can see from the angle, you can see, okay, that bit of mesh is sagging. It was not Mm. like, because I think the later cells, it's like, the, the mesh doesn't have any give. It's mm. like it's no, more it's more rigid thin and like
2: and, and flimsy. It and yeah. it's all as Keen said, definitely reinforced. It's like you'll get a a proper like eighteen wheel truck on top of that, Keen. It wouldn't bend <laughs> these days. <Yeah>. That's how <laughs> <right. That's> genuinely... <laughs>
0: um, So, Undertaker punches his way out of a suplex attempt, gives Foley a big right to spin him around and send him to the edge, and just casually grabs him by the collar and waistband and chucks him off
2: yeah literally that's it <laughs> i know
0: i know neither the director or the guy operating the camera that's live at that moment know this is coming because foley just vanishes out of the bottom of the frame as they're yeah. frantically trying to zoom out all of the famous shots are the replays
2: like yeah the, 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 re, the re, um, replays are just i mean for me keen this is the best bump slash stunt of all time still to this day. Like not a lot ever topped this for me. I
0: was trying to think about it. And the only two I could think of that kind of came up close to it for kind of different reasons were um, Shane getting caned off the Titan Tron by Steve Blackman and falling an absurd way. um, Backwards as well. Backwards. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, Like it had to be like legitimately 50 feet, but that is very, was very clearly not very clearly, but like, you know that was set up from the start and he had something to land on yeah this was like only semi-planned the other one i can think of which again falls under semi-planned for me was when the glass doesn't cooperate for shane and kurt angle at king of the ring horrific yeah horrific horrific stuff but yeah I i mean i think i was gonna kind of ask about this like yeah what else is up there with this first bump it's it's one of the maddest things I've ever seen a human being do, and like, think of the ground that covers in pro wrestling. Oh, I'll, I'll t- I definitely think this is
1: this is the most iconic.
0: Mm, I'll, sure. I'll tell
1: you the the one that my brain immediately jumps to, and recency bias is a factor. Mm. It's uh, Kenny Omega hitting the One Winged Angel at uh, the Stadium Stampede match. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, they had like obvious mats, yeah, but visually, that's the only other one that I can visualize. Mark, that's my funniest, you know. That is my over
2: the top like <laughs> oh I love it. I mean oh, it's yeah. always that up. It's so absurd man.
0: it's a massive fall that is sent, potentially ends with somebody sitting on your head. Yeah. <laughs> as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what boys, I don't know if you if, if you remember, Kevin Owens kinda paid tribute to this in a cage match for Braun Strowman. Think it was 2019. Okay. And have you ever seen it where it's literally a steel cage match, or so like the top of the cage is dead thin. Mm. And Kevin mm. up, they're both standing on top, and he literally grabs him by the shirt and just launches him off onto one an ounce table. It's very similar. Jesus. You know, it's not it's ridiculous. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It is ridiculous.
0: Like mm. so, along with the visual of this. Something I will never forget is the sound of Foley's body hitting the wood when he hits that table. Oh, we haven't mentioned that he lands on the Spanish announce table. Um, He ends
2: up under the guardrail.
0: Yeah, Mm. he somehow – so I think – I mean, these are the prototypes of, like, the, the modern WWE announced tables where it's, like, the table and a pair of monitors, although they're the, they're the old, big, thick CRT monitors, not the little flat panels they have now. And yeah. then the – what do you call it? The Like, the shield for the monitors they have uh, over the top oh, of them with yeah. the branding on. Yeah. 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 So, thankfully, Foley hits that shield somehow between the two monitors.
1: Oh, yeah. he's so lucky.
0: I know. Very lucky. Like, yeah. We're saying lucky about a lunatic who's just hurled himself 15 <laughs> <laughs> feet off a cage onto a table. Um, I did notice, like, b- because like I've seen this a thousand times and there's all the replays and I've watched it twice for this show and all the rest of it. Foley does at least flatten himself as he goes over. So he's almost laying down by the time he gets to the edge. So mm-hmm. his head isn't coming from, is only coming from 16 feet rather than 22 feet up or whatever. Um. Yeah, and he kind of guides himself with his hand. He kind of catches the edge with his hand as he goes over. Um, I'm not going to do the voice, but it's the famous call from Jim Ross. Good God almighty, they've killed him, as God is my witness. He's broken it They've
2: killed him. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. He sounds genuinely distressed as he calls for help. As I said, yeah. this is one of his best nights ever on the microphone, but it took one of his close friends almost killing himself to do it uh terry funk is the first person on the scene he basically unburies mick from what's left of the table and talks to him um mm. a bunch of refs and uh, dr francois petit run out uh and terry tells him to be careful of foley's arm and you can hear him telling petit it sounds like his shoulder might be out does anyone else think like
1: Think that Petit looked a bit like Francis Rossi from Status Quo. He
0: does,
2: million percent, Mark. Yes, <laughs> always reminded me of him. Do you know who he actually
0: is?
1: I I think we both discovered the same stat. Yeah. Is it about <laughs> a certain 1990s movie? No,
0: but you go ahead, please.
1: Oh, Francois Petit played Sub Zero in the Mortal Kombat movie. What? Yes, you are. He Joel was Vince. unbelievable. No, he played Sub Zero in the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie, and he played Reptile as well.
0: Unbelievable, tremendous. <laughs> so, my revelation is he's not a doctor at all. He's Vince and Steve Austin's massage therapist. What?
2: Yeah, <laughs> so he, was a he had a gimmick as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a shiatsu guy, <laughs> and apparently a Mortal Kombat guy as well.
1: So we both had a random fact about the same <laughs> yeah. guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Um, uh, this is the moment I think you were talking about earlier, Mark, where Lawler kind of breaks character and is actually like properly in the, in the the mood of the match where you can hear him getting Dave Hebner to come over and help the Spanish commentators who obviously got knocked on their asses by this bump.
1: That's not the moment I was really? referring to. Oh. No, there's another one. Um, okay. And I'll mention it when we get to it. Sure. So, I have seen this moment in multiple video packages. It's like I know what I knew what this spot looked like. I did not know that this spot was within the first minute of the match.
0: Yeah, and that was the whole point was like do something crazy yeah. early and then people think they've seen a good match. Yeah, it's kind of why I called this like the most redundant episode we'll ever record because I thought like basically every wrestling fan in the world had seen this match. Well, you and till last <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's at least one person that follows me that thinks i never watched a wrestling match just because of how many of these uh, i've mean, not seen before the
0: evidence mounts week on week <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> um you, you don't watched?
1: want me to get into 2009 Big Japan or that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I can wax lyrical about the Shinobu and men, uh, not Men's Terror. Shinobu and Yoshihito Sasaki uh, hate feud that became the best two partners who absolutely despise each other tag team of all time. <laughs> That's a deep dive. Well, Mark,
2: you know, Gaddy, don't you, Mark? You know my yeah. cousin. <laughs> yeah, I, I did well, not he, know
1: he, he was your cousin.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's into um, big Japan and in lockdown. We watched I, what I phrased the Finders Keepers match. Have you ever seen that one with like ten of them in a big house that explodes and that? Oh yes, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I I call you that because I've never seen that like in my life. <laughs> yeah,
1: they they built a, they bought the house from like a, an ideal home show type of them. They bought the house. Moved it into Korokun and just had a death match inside the house. It's it's brilliantly nuts. You've got to check it out, mate. honestly. It's wild. Mark, how many nominations did it get? I don't think it got any, sadly. Um, On a similar bit, there was a video package for a Japanese TV show where they had the 90s New Japan guys literally demolishing a house by hand. You had things like oh, Tenzan headbutting uh yeah. roof tiles and people getting Irish whipped into supporting wooden beams.
0: Yeah, I think I That's seen another that.
1: one that's great.
0: <laughs> so dragging this back on uh, track, has anybody ever watched uh, Howard Finkel on the replays? No A wide shot.
2: Didn't didn't get onto him, no.
0: He's down in the bottom right, and as soon as Foley hits the table, he shoots out of his seat, he puts his head in his hands and has to turn away. Like he obviously Lovely thought that Foley was dead. Um, so Vincent Slaughter come out, and we get replay after replay as people tend to Foley while Undertaker watches from the cage roof. Seven um,
1: replays, I counted them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the shots of the cage being raised while Undertaker is standing on the top still look really cool. Um, yes, he definitely. very smartly walks to the middle so he yeah. doesn't also go over the side.
1: <laughs> I... I I had a lot of respect for him there because that must be scary as shit. I know you're on a
0: big structure, but... And his character can't sit down or lie down or grab hold of anything. No,
2: he's got to just no-sell it. Yeah, he's got to no-sell it. He's just
0: got to stand still and try and look menacing. So they get Foley on a stretcher and get him up the aisle as the cage comes back down. uh, And Taker starts climbing down gingerly, as we mentioned, on the commentary Mm. side. And then halfway up the aisle, Mankind gets up off the stretcher, shrugs off all his assistance, and starts climbing back up. And the place goes fucking bananas. Mm, Can you yeah. imagine having been there live for
2: this? I know. Yeah. I, it's always one thing that I wish, you know, wish you were there for. It's this
0: match for me because you just. Be- it's a time machine match. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So they come together on the roof uh, and take a grabs Foley and slams him on the roof. And the panel gives way, and Foley crashes to the mat. I've not done that justice at all. Mm. No, <laughs> this was semi-planned. So the idea was that Taker would give him three choke slams to bend the to bend the mesh, so that when he gave him the third one, he would be lower to the mat and it would be less of a fall. Oh, okay. Yes. Unfortunately, the panel just gave way on the mm. first one, and Foley does the the whole <laughs> drop. The part that wasn't planned was the chair that was on the panel coming down with him, hitting him in the face, knocking Ooh. him out and knocking his tooth up into his nose. Yeah. Uh, is that, is that
1: what happened with the, the tooth?
0: Yeah. Jesus. That's, yeah. That's what he claims in his book anyway. He, uh, Foley says at the time of writing that, it's the only time he's been knocked out in a match. Um, also, remember, these are the pre-1999, Vince isn't taking mm. any bumps yet, might as well be concrete rings. <laughs> um, this is where JR famously screams, will somebody stop the damn match? Uh, Petit, Funk, Slaughter, Hebner, and the refs all swarm the ring to check on him. Uh, Undertaker, as we said, gingerly drops down through the, the hole. Everybody scatters except Funk, who's protecting mankind, and I think you can just about hear him say, you better choke slam me, man. So yeah. Undertaker does just that, and then Funk sells it by jiggling his legs about, and both of his shoes fall off. <laughs>
2: Well, Kieran, I remember us here talking, didn't I? And I? I didn't quite manage to get what, like, model and what. I was, to, I was sending them to me mates and everything. I've got I've got a picture in front of me, zoomed in. And I'm, I, I don't know if the goal, I don't know if this old goal is in America. I don't know what, what type of trainees they are. But he looks like a size 12 as well, I'd say. <laughs> they unbelievable what a the these are. But you know what, Kieran, do you ever watch the... Uh, Sneaker complexing. Maybe all the celebrities buy is go in and buy sneakers.
0: No, I'm a man of cheap trainers myself. I go and get them from uh, Sports Direct for like twenty quid up the road. I
2: get hand-me-down trainers. <laughs> no undertakers on this. And the guy who interviews all the celebs must be a wrestling fan because he brings this spot up on that video on YouTube. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. no, Kira, I thought that was me get out. I thought that's where it'd zoom in and tell you what make and what, you know, design <laughs> they are. But no, we just, he just did. He just showed you that spot. So yeah, I'm going with the size 12 and I'm going for goalers. If they existed in America anyway. <laughs> Tremendous.
0: So, yeah. The two tangents <laughs> on this show, big Japan and trainer talk with Matty. Fantastic. <laughs> uh it Foley does say in his book that he basically didn't remember anything after the chokeslam until he rolled over and was like what the fuck are there a pair of shoes next to me he probably probably thinks he's hallucinating or something
2: after that book yeah
0: Uh, they do replays of the spot through the roof Uh, when we come back foley is up on his feet and taker hits him and he just crumbles back to the mat. yeah
2: he's done isn't he Uh, how does he carry on i've got no uh, idea uh, in have a
0: nice day he actually says like this is probably the most pathetic bump of my life um oh something we haven't talked about when he hit the spanish announce table foley dislocated his shoulder Oh. On the arm, the undertaker uses to do the wind-up for the rope walk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, mankind, though, just falls into the ropes and knocks mm. him off. Um, the camera then comes around into the famous shot of Foley bleeding from the mouth with one of his teeth stuck up his nose. Uh, Ross claims he's smiling, but Foley says he was actually trying to stick his tongue through the hole he could feel through the skin between his bottom lip and his chin. Jesus. But his tongue wow. is too big and there's too much blood and beard for anybody to see it. Uh, Tim White finally enters the ring as the assigned official for the first time and gets shot of Funk's trainers. <laughs> uh, Mankind knocks Taker off the apron into the cage wall and takes the steps apart, but because he's dislocated his shoulder, mm. he can't hold the top half and just drops them. Uh, Taker picks him up and sandwiches Foley between them and the cage a couple of times and then hits a third shot to knock him down. Uh, Taker lays in a few punches with Foley propped against the cage and then flies out of the ring with a tope, uh, through the ropes rather than over i thought he actually looked quite graceful uh but he misses and hits the steel and then he comes up bleeding
1: the problem for me with that was the angle that they shot it because yeah. at no point did you actually see foley move or get out the way so the first time i saw it, it legit looked to me like takers just decided to jump into a cage <laughs> <laughs> there was a bloke in the crowd who goes you're ruining this cage man oh is that what he yelled
2: yeah do you know when he's winding up to like go off the ropes and do this dive? I'm thinking, you know, because you've seen the bumps that many times. I'm thinking, does he actually do the tope over the top of it? And mm. I thought there's not enough room for him to do it. And I thought, no, he doesn't. And yet, yeah, as you say, no. he goes through the uh, middle mm. rope, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, actually, like I said, it looks quite nice. Um, so mankind runs, takes his forehead into the cage a few times, uh, and then takes him down with that waistband pulling pile driver onto the chair for the first near fall of the match. I like that. I like that, I like that style of pile mm. driver as well. It's kind of like. Yeah. It is the it's the lunatics pile driver. Like it's not pretty. It's not a nice technique. Yeah. It's just grab their yeah. waistband and drop them on their head.
1: It's another good pile driver. We've, I mean, it's not Arjakan pile driver.
0: <laughs> <but> I might <laughs> I have to make a compilation video of all the pile drivers across this project. You have promised this. I have not promised it. I may have mentioned it. You there's mentioned a it. Okay,
1: there's a difference. <laughs> also, JR did the Hell is in Pittsburgh tonight line, and I did like that.
0: Oh yeah uh mankind puts the chair on undertaker's face and hits him with a leg drop uh which apparently exacerbated the uh it whatever issue he had developed by hitting a table with his kidney from 16 feet up Jeez. <sighs> um, this gets another two count yeah by the way there's a wrestling match going on here um yeah <laughs> double arm ddt and then mankind fetches as mark said earlier uh, a bag from under the ring for the WWF debut of Thumbtacks. So
1: before this, mm. that this was the the commentary thing that I was talking about with Lawler. Mm. Because JR says, what is that in his nose? Maybe a tooth. And Lawler's just said, oh God, you don't think. But he broke his kayfabe voice. So he, okay. So it sounded like it was more of a legit reaction because it was—it sounded less like commentary Lawler, if you know what mm. I mean. It sounded like yeah, it was yeah. him legit reacting to it, and he just tailed off.
0: Yes, Jerry was reacting, not the king. Yes. Yeah. Frankly, I mean, it's a little bit of levity. I'm amazed that Foley could still remember where that fucking bag was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keeping the blade
2: of the MVTS, every side of the ring
0: gets a big reaction because this audience have never seen this before. This is entirely new to the WWF. Mm. They tease Foley punching Taker down into the tax. They tease a choke slam, and then Foley slips out of a tombstone attempt and gets the mandible claw on unusually he ends up round behind undertaker uh with it still clamped on and they do the old two and a half drops of the arm and then undertaker gets foley up into backpack position and walks backwards towards the tax uh he flings himself backwards and just about misses the tax yeah i I was gonna say misses the tax guiding him and telling him one more
1: one more if you watch. And Foley has to roll into the tax yes. to get the visual of the tax yes. on his shirt.
0: Hey, we already know he's a pro who will do anything yeah. to his own body. Um, He then walks into what I called a very definite choke slam directly into the pile. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then he staggers up again, this time into a tombstone. And it is not a careful tombstone at all. Like, he is just <laughs> dumped on his head. Mm. And as Lawler puts it, mercifully, this thing is over. <laughs> And then uh, Jim Ross in perhaps his final two great lines are, these two gave you everything of their bodies and they gave you of their souls tonight. This has been the most ungodly match I think we may perhaps ever see. And you know what? Up to that point, I think he was right.
1: (laughs) I had one issue with that commentary line. Mm. Uh, Knowing now that Taker really should not have been fucking wrestling with Mm. the the bone spur in his foot. I feel a little mean for thinking this, but the whole, they've both put their bodies through it. Taker really didn't take much at all. Uh, Aside from a couple of chair shots Mm. uh, and the pole driver, which yes, was on a chair and the DDT, those were really the only bits he took. But as you say, that must've been fucking agony to be doing all of that. Yeah.
0: But in kayfabe, there's the tope and the blood. I think that's more what they're getting out with that. Um, there's no way Mark Calloway is ever taking a bump like any of these. Um, So uh, Mankind gets put on a stretcher again, uh, Mm. and apparently he asked uh, one of the people carrying it, hey, have I already been on a stretcher once tonight? And when they said yes, he went, I don't want to do it again. Help me out. Uh, And he leaves uh, on his feet uh, with Terry Funk and Sergeant Slaughter supporting him.
2: Mm. And as we said, Keaton Slaughter looking very reserved this time round. All, all Navy, was it, with the black loafers? So
0: he kept it quite. Um,
2: do you want to come quite... on each
0: week and do Fashion Watch?
2: Oh, at any time. but Yeah, of course. <laughs> we'll all that.
0: So before we get into what we thought of this, I want to uh, list off Foley's injuries just from this match.
2: Jesus. Oh,
0: a concussion, a dislocated jaw and shoulder, bruised ribs, internal bleeding, puncture wounds, facial cuts, at least one more cut somewhere on his body because you can see blood on the shirt after the first Jesus. bump. Uh, one tooth up his nose, a ruptured kidney, and three more teeth knocked loose. Jesus. Apparently, he got back to the locker room to find one of his teeth in a glass of milk. What? He yeah. has no idea how it got from the ring to the locker room, and nobody, <laughs> at least at the time of writing, have a nice day, nobody had ever told him. So, I'm going to start with Mark as the person who saw this spectacle for the first time this week. What do you think? How do you feel about it?
1: Before we get to that, I have a question. Okay. Did Mick Foley, Matt slash Mankind, turn face soon after this? No. No.
2: It's at least a couple of months. It's like August, September, Mark. It's a couple of yeah. months down the line. Okay.
0: Well, uh, officially, officially. I think it's even later than that because the um, the end of the year is uh, the Deadly Game Tournament Survivor Series, isn't it? And he's, uh, he's yeah. a heel through that. He's, he becomes – so the idea that he came up with was – so basically a couple, a few weeks after this he goes out and he does a promo and they're expecting that to be his face turn promo where he, like, he finally gets the belated standing ovation.
1: Mm. And what
0: actually happens is the crowd just boo him because he's a, he's a heel. Ah, and he was like he's it was one of the, almost like his ecw stuff like it fueled him for real and thinking why the fuck do i do this mm-hmm. like i i nearly killed myself and they don't care and they're not inter- they're not interested in loving this character um and so he apparently went to uh, uh, he the idea was mankind was going to be dropped and he'd be cactus jack full time which was what he had wanted and he said to Russo, "No, I'm pretty sure everything you want to do with Cactus Jack, you can do with mankind. And I have an idea. All the baby faces hate Vince. What if I'm one that doesn't? Ah. And so he stayed as a heel. But the idea right. was he thought he was a baby face, and he he loved Vince McMahon, whereas all the other baby faces were warring with Vince. And he stays uh, at least through Survivor Series, where." Um, they redo Montreal because fucking Russo um, with uh, um, the rock with the sharpshooter on mankind.
2: That is right. But in the meantime, Keenan, cause it's this time, I say it's Russo. There's times around cause Kane turns on him at SummerSlam. So it's kind of flipped. Right. Yeah. So, it's not like officially kind of thing, but then he's more of a tween in going into that triple threat cage match with yeah. Rock and Ken Shamrock. Yeah, I think down, they so... try
0: and it just didn't yeah. pick up because yeah. like, Mark, as you were saying, that was my initial thought. Like, you go out on on I mean, maybe not the next night, that's a bit much, but like raw yeah. in a week or two and um like put it over big yeah. and like that would be his face turn.
1: Because I had no context of what happened before or after, so I legit yeah. thought the reason they built the match the way they did, having those two big bumps at the start, I thought the whole point of mm. it was to turn Foley face and mm. have this kind of he's taken this damage, he's still going. So actually, that's a big part of my notes. And the mm. fact that that actually wasn't the reason, that wasn't planned, and that didn't happen is is
0: quite interesting. Yeah, Undertaker's technically the babyface in this match. And yeah. I know how you feel about Undertaker the babyface in the cell yeah. match.
1: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, a lot of my talking points were about foley as a star and foley as a face and all that and it's like mm. none of that's actually really relevant so i'm gonna have to ignore all of that which
0: okay but based on what you were thinking at the time how did this match make you feel
1: for me this match felt like it had free aims mm. before knowing this my notes literally say the match had free aims get foley over create a huge iconic moment for your promotion And also have that moment be so big and so shocking that it acts as a, wait, they did what? Water cooler slash uh, schoolyard conversation. The kind of moment Mm. where someone's like, wait, they did that? I'm going to watch this. So that's what I thought that was all about. I didn't realise that the actual aim was this match is going to be shit. We need to actually rescue it somehow.
0: There's one other thing I haven't mentioned yet. Both of these men do a run-in in in the main event. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Jesus. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That was how inconsequential this was considered at the time. And on Raw the next night, there's no mention of it. Crazy. I will get into that. You you please carry on. I'll I'll talk about that later.
1: Two points I want to make. First one uh, is, you know, it's incredibly brave to do a structure of a match where you're doing the thing that everyone remembers at the start. Mm. It's like, it is not how you build a match because the logic dictates, if you do the biggest, most memorable thing at the start, people forget the end. So Mm. what's the point of putting all that effort in? Now it makes sense both from the perspective, as you say, of we need to overshadow the fact that we can't have a good match normally. And also Really, if you're taking a big bump like that, you want to do it when you're freshest. Yeah. When you're in the best physical condition. You don't How want...
0: many hundreds of times have we seen what is supposed to be a big spectacular spot go wrong live because when it was practiced everybody was fresh and then when they do it yeah. for real, it's 20 minutes into a match and they're all sweaty and tired. Exactly.
1: Yeah. We we covered the probably the biggest most memorable spot we've covered on this podcast before this was the elix skipper cage rope walk. And that nearly went horribly yeah, he nearly wrong. he doesn't make it. He ne- he nearly falls off.
0: Mm, both so, sides. <laughs> uh, and he only takes three steps.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I really like the, the bravery. I really like the spectacle. The, I feel very harsh making this point because I did not realise that Undertaker had legit injuries coming mm-hmm. into this. But I actually wanted to ask both of you the question, what does Taker do well in this match? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a fair point. Because I know I have this this bias, and it's not subconscious. I know hmm. I was what it I actually like this match less on my second watch because hmm it kind of lost the freshness and I could see the, the sloppiness and the pacing issues yeah. and all of these elements, which are understandable for the fact that Mick Foley nearly bloody died yes. and Undertaker was not in condition to actually be doing this in the first place either.
0: He said, uh, Foley said, um, he asked Undertaker afterwards, when you were looking down at me on the mat, through the hole in the roof, what were you thinking? And he said, man, I thought you were dead.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I'm being a little harsh on mm. Taker, but people are—I mean, people are remembering moves that Taker does, but they're not remembering Taker; they're remembering Foley's mm. body. It's
0: it's the Mick Foley show for sure. The it's, most yeah. important question is this: must see.
1: It is a must see moment. It is. Uh, it is an iconic moment. It mm. is. If we did a must see moment, which we won't, because it doesn't make sense. Or I. <laughs> I wouldn't like to do hey, it because...
0: Hey, WWE got two DVD sets out of uh, top 50 OMG moments. And FG I believe moments, on the first yeah. one, this was number one.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, it's de- as I was going to say, if there was a, a must-see moment project, mm. this is winning by a country mile and a half. Yeah, quite probably. We've also had episodes where we've said that it's not a must-see match, mm. but it's a great performance. Or- yeah. And uh, this is an admirable performance. It's one of the bravest and most courageous and most stupid at the same time performances we've seen. Mm. Um, it's a great performance. I don't think it's a must see match. It's it's an iconic moment, but the everything Peter's out from mm. after the choke slam. It's kind of I would not call it a must see match. But if you had a one minute clip of all of the big bumps that foley takes mm. that's must see yeah i i think you could you could cut this down and i would call the cut down version must see
0: there is gonna be who is it the the guy who does on this day in wwe on the uh, uh on the anniversary is gonna do that cut down for you and put it up as a gif i'm sure <laughs> matty you are the guy who watched this the day after it happened and the day before we recorded this how do you feel about it? What do you think of this match?
2: Well, I, to be fair, it's going to be a bit opposite to Mark there. I think it is a must-see match because of the moment, Keenan. I think, like, mm. you know, what? not many matches in history have got this type of moment, this type of stunt, this type of bump. And for me, that just automatically makes it a must-see match. Mm. And I understand it peters out, you know, for obvious reasons that Mark's just said, but... I think it still's got enough in there, considering you know what we said about Foley not being able to do nothing and even stand up at points. You know, I think the 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 fun taxes, you know, as you said before, first time that had ever been seen in WWF. Mm. And how many every Noel's Bar match you see this taking in any federation? I've got fun taxes. You are immune to it now.
0: I'm thinking of Abyss as a child just home from school with the mask on, (laughs) seeing this and going and now I know, I know what, what I want to do with the rest of my life. <laughs> <Not that. Yeah. laughs>
1: I actually had a, a comment about Abyss, which was the, sorry, Matty, uh, which was the, the, way, Mi- the difference between Mick Foley and Abyss and the way they handle thumbtacks. Mm. Uh, Abyss handles thumbtacks like he's the guy that's cleaning up the ring afterwards, and Mick Foley handles them like he is not going anywhere near that broom. <laughs> but
2: it is it's you know i still think like it is if as we said before obviously mark idea. if you haven't seen this like what is life keegan you know like, how, how <laughs> have you come through life not seeing this match you know if you haven't seen the bumps it's even what is double life you know just mm. just you know if you haven't I, which assume not many have like you know and it always be talked about like it's love and hate mcfoley like whatever you, you think of him this is probably what he's going to be remembered for isn't it mm. and, and forever you know this this, this these bumps and yeah as We say, you know, getting out of bed of a morning, kid, and like, ah, I'm much, much, much ate at McFoley. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Literally, yeah. like, just because
0: don't, don't listen, let us not forget, these are not the only two big bumps of McFoley's yeah. career. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> no, 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 no,
2: it's the little stingy ones. He used to take off like the, the aprons of the concrete floor, and yeah, just it yeah. just
1: obviously all added up. And yeah. I mean, he retired less than two years after this match. Could reti- marks retired, I say retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But full-time, totally, yeah, totally. Mm. Mm.
0: When I first saw this, it was just a kind of wild stunt show. Mm. And I think it put into impressionable minds at the time that wrestlers were kind of indestructible. And I think a lot of those minds were wrestlers. Mm. Like, without this, there's none of the ladder and TLC stuff that the Dudleys and the Hardys and Edge and Christian do. There's none of the Shane McMahon stunt of the month stuff from, like, two or three years down the line. There's no new Jack trying to kill Vic Grimes by flinging him off increasingly high things in various arenas around the country. Um, Today, though, like the two big bumps actually made me feel quite emotional. And I hope that means I've grown as a human being and as a wrestling fan since 1998.
2: I love that. I was exactly the same, mate. I had a little, little, well, not, 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 no official tears, but I was like, my body just went numb looking at him thinking, it's because as you say, you're looking at him now and thinking, bloody hell, what you put
0: yourself through. It went from back then. It was, what have you done to now? It was, what are you thinking? Yeah. I think. Um, Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: I said that I'd seen the spot multiple times and I have before mm. I saw the match. I still Swore out loud when the when
0: he took that yeah. bump. Yeah, it's the a natural reaction. <laughs> nervous laugh.
2: I had I had that laugh where I love something, but it's like nervous and just like yeah. Why? You know, it's just like for, for our entertainment scheme.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, well, those things like that. that's the only reaction your body can come up with. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like for our entertainment, he done that, and that's where like once to say you, most people do love Foley and yeah. You just gotta respect them forever for that. For literally for our entertainment, and yeah, I
0: love it like. So they're the they're the bumps that made Mick Foley a legend, but I think they also inspired too many idiots mm. or far lesser talent to think they could also become yeah. legends by doing the same thing. How many
1: yeah. of the CCW stunt shows that happened between like 2000 to 2005 how many of those like Nick Mondo uh, with the big bumps, Joey Janella years and years later?
0: I think that's a question for, for other people because I've only I think I've only ever seen one C Z W match and it's uh Johnny Storm and Jodie Fleisch on tour. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: you've not not seen none of the proper uh, roster then no? keeper. <laughs> no,
1: I mean I've seen
0: like clips and stuff, but in terms of a yeah. full match, I think that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm just referring to clips, but things like the yeah, big sure. bumps they were doing off trucks and
0: that. It's like... Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking of was like um, like Jack Evans doing the double rotation moonsault off the Ring of Honor cage to oh, the outside. Oh, God. All yeah. And um, that kind of crazy five, shit.
1: Seven people to catch him and they still fucked it. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, have you, have you seen? Is it Caged F5? Zandig's uh,
2: DVD to Lobo off the top through like. Glass tables, am I right? You can have caged F
1: five. I might have seen that from like the wrestling channel, maybe. Yeah, that's a bump key and check that one out as
0: well. This
2: ridiculous, mate! Ridiculous.
0: In terms of this, I think similarly as I thought about Necro Butcher versus Samoa Joe, Mm. every wrestling fan needs to see this once. Yeah, whether you end up loving it or hating it, Um, and. It's absolutely must-see moments, mm. but I'm torn as to whether the match as a whole is must-see.
2: Well, we've got one, one, one saying it is, one saying that isn't, and you oh, in the middle there, Keaton. <laughs> I'm a cowardly
0: we, fence-sitter. Covered
2: all bases there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, what actually surprised me was I was not numb to this after seeing the spots from it over and over again. And mm-hmm. I was surprised. Both times I watched it, actually, was surprised at how I reacted to. Not so much the second one, mostly the first bump. Mm-hmm. but I see,
2: Keenan. Uh, sorry, I see it like an like an album, Keenan. If I haven't heard an album for years that mm-hmm. I like and I put it on. And it, I, I'm not bored of it. I'm not this, that, and the other. I, I, I That's like this with me. This, this match, if I put that on, it's so talked about. It's been beaten into the ground, hasn't yeah. it, for years. But I still put it on, and I still enjoy it. And as you say, I don't get bored of seeing them bumps and even the follow-ups, but especially the bumps. So it's like putting an old album but on But to for tie me. that
0: into, into what Mark said, the band have put the two big singles up the front. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, here you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Yeah.
0: Uh, So this was 4.5 on the Meltzer meter, currently 9.20 on cage match. Uh, I read the issue of the Observer that came out after this, and Dave is really down. Despite being at four and a half, Dave is really down on this. He is like, what? Basically, he sees the future. He's like, people are going to see this and copy this, and it's just going to be diminishing returns, and people are going to ruin their bodies for no reason.
2: That's Dave to a T, though. Keen, He he hated the uh, Mox and Kenny Omegas uh, death match there. Yes. He gave yeah. that five, didn't he? Yeah. He gave it five, and he hated it. <laughs> I mean, I, I
0: mean, uh, we'll, we can go back to the uh, the Necro Butcher and uh, Samoa Joe show again. I basically stole his line from that and said that was the best match I've ever hated. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I also wanted to see how the, the it's become an iconic moment, an iconic match, and. As I said, they didn't think this was a big deal because Undertaker and Foley had had so many pay-per-view matches. I think this was their sixth since Foley mm. had arrived in 96. And it's probably ended up as possibly the most aired piece of footage in WWF history. Making It's yeah. gone into hundreds of video packages. Don't try this at home. Mm. It, uh, I would imagine it's been in every um, iteration of the then-now-forever graphic that runs at the start of every show Um it would have been in, I mean, it's one of the things that, although it happened on pay-per-view, it probably would have been in the opening titles of God knows how many TV
2: it programs. Was raw, yeah, yeah, it, it was for exactly. Raw. Yeah,
0: Um And I was like, it's become this iconic moment, an iconic match. And I was like, well, how did the, how did the, they actually treat it on TV? So I watched the Raw the night after. Steve Austin wins the belt back. Stephen Regal debuts in his WCW gear with a hilariously mismatched theme tune. Uh, Jim Ross throws in an airplane reference, asking Sable if she likes Gladiator movies. <laughs> um, I do like
1: that. Sorry, any airplane reference is getting a pop from me.
0: I know, I know. I thought of you when I heard it. Um, the brawl for all brigands, and let it be known, the first match in WWF history without a predetermined finish was Steve Blackman versus Mark Merrow. Uh, hmm. Ken Shamrock calls Triple H Hunter Hearst, which creased me up. <laughs> <laughs> we start the story that will end with choppy choppy your pee-pee. And the only mentions of the match at all were clips being used in the ad for the pay-per-view replay and Foley getting hurled off the cell is the JVC Kaboom Box Kaboom of the Week. It's just a clip in a sponsor segment to sell a fucking cassette player. Undertaker isn't there and Foley, Mick Foley! appears in the background of a Kane interview uh, in a locker room. Jesus. Why did he have to go anywhere? Mm. Um, yeah, it's just... Yeah. So Foley would work the taped Raw on the 30th, losing a number one contenders match to Kane, who then unmasked to actually be the Undertaker in disguise. Uh, thankfully, they only went two minutes, um, and then he was granted a whopping 10 days off before hitting the house shows again.
2: It's unbelievable, isn't it yeah he'd be off for mm. months and months nowadays
0: yeah, not only to recover but to sell how brutal it was on yeah. TV yeah yeah uh famously backstage after the match uh Vince came up to him and said, you have no idea how much I appreciate what you've just done for this company, but I never want to see you do anything like that ever again
1: <laughs> and yet his son would do I mean yes the, they had the world's largest crash pads probably hidden out of shot but his mm. son would do stuff that was yeah. almost as memorable
0: yeah matty it's been a pleasure as always it's been far too long thank you so much for coming and joining us to talk about this match. no, no,
2: no f- thanks for having us on boys and like as I said I couldn't believe it was six months Has <laughs> uh, been a couple but yeah always on and talk to your boys and love the podcast and yeah thank you
0: so uh tell us where you can be found on the internet if you want to be found what's going on at grapple these days all of that kind of stuff
2: yeah, you know, just, you know, patreon.com forward slash grapples Where uh, me and the boys. Uh, got loads of shows on there, you know, daily updates, weekend shows, spotlights there every uh, Monday, usually. And uh, we have all the Patreon stuff, five to ones, mixtapes. There's a whole lot going on Keenan, these days on there. We've set up a Discord as well, mm-hmm. so people can come and chat on that and stuff like that. Follow me, Matty Edwards, 86 on Twitter. Hopefully you got all that in there correct. But uh, yeah, plenty going on, <laughs> plenty <laughs> Get used to this and appearance eh, shilling stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous.
0: Uh, as for us, we are at Musty Matches on Twitter, Instagram, and Mastodon. I am at Kieran Edits and Mark is
1: at Monkey underscore buckles.
0: You can go to linktr.ee slash Must Matches for all the ways. Subscribe to the show if you don't already. Links to the full list of nominations and a whole load more. Every month I am on GCP with the wonderful Andy Ogden reviewing the less wonderful 1999 British wrestling TV show, UWA Wrestling Rampage, and you can find that and the show Matty does with uh, Andy, called Shite, which is always a tremendous time about the very worst in professional wrestling. You can get all that at GCP Podcast One. I was also on the two most recent episodes of Days of Thunder, reviewing Thunder Episode 70, and then Bash at the Beach 1999, and is out of the bag now helping usher in the return of staggerly malone uh tremendous times both the bash at the
1: beach episode is well worth jumping onto even if you don't listen to the show and i'm a big fan of the show since uh the time i first met uh dave and was like hmm i like this guy let's listen to his podcast mm. but um bash at the beach episode i highly recommend to anyone
0: Excellent. Um, Thank you for the endorsement. You can uh, find all that at WCW Thunderpod. Uh, What else? Nothing else to plug? Right, so next week, something very, very different. We'll be joined by wrestling video essayist Squill to discuss Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Minoru Suzuki from New Japan's King of Pro Wrestling on October the 8th, 2012. So that should be tremendous fun. I'd like to leave you all with one final thought as we leave. The match we've talked about today... Has no opening bell. Officially, it never happened. Goodbye.